They can't hear our smile. No, but they can see us. Hey, <laughs> Only our patrons can. Oh, how's it going? <laughs> Daddy, what's your safe word? Uh, tip your boot black. <sighs> Welcome back to what's your safe pod? Is it what's your safe pod or what's the safe pod? Uh, what's your, if we don't know the name of our own. No, no, what, what would you prefer? <laughs> what's the safe word? So what's the safe pod? Or what's your safe pod? Because it's yours. It's like, well, it's where's the pod that you feel protected in? And no, I'm just talking I about the listener. I'm Mr. Christopher. And welcome back to what's, I think that's going to be, I think what's the safe pod? Because what's the safe word? What's the safe pod? It's similar. What's the better acronym? Uh, W-Y-S or W-T-S? Why? Oh, and we, we can't do W-T-S because we already have that for what's the safe Why word. Why does it need an acronym? <laughs> because we're talking about marketing today. So. You guys let us know in the comments wherever you listen to this or just give us some feedback on the Twitter sphere. Um, but welcome back to the Sex Education Podcast. It's got a few kinks today. And, and, and marketing is important. Marketing is important, as we'll find out today. <laughs> Spoiler alert, trigger warning. Hey there, kinksters. Welcome back. We're going to be talking about um, some drama, some drama. trauma, some, some drama going on in the leather community. Issues going on in the leather community today because what is this podcast if not kind of a, a regurgitation of our thoughts uh, of what's happening in the community and a critique or commentary on things that are happening to real live world people? Hear, hear. No, I mean, what is this podcast if not that? It, it is. It's. It's. It's just us with opinions. <laughs> but first, Daddy, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. It's good to be back. And we didn't have an event this week, so coming back True. from MAL, another contest. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So I spent all of Tuesday basically in bed. I couldn't get up. I couldn't walk. It was my back. I'm getting too old for this shit. And I know that's a cliche in the movies, but oh my God, we stood for eight hours in that booth and I bent over 90 degrees helping people with their penises a lot of that time. <laughs> Not their <And> penises. <laughs> putting on chastity. Oh my God. The small of my back, I was walking like a robot all of Tuesday. Oh, beep boop bop. But I've healed and I'm good as new now. And so, so we had no events. Uh, what did we do this weekend? Oh, we did, we did a bondage thing uh, this weekend. Well, so oh, what something that did happen this weekend. Uh, we had a lovely demo with some medical professionals and therapists uh, doing kind of like some kink and BDSM outreach. We did like a little bondage demo followed by a panel afterwards. And we went to, can we say that the place is closing? The place, the place that we went to beforehand? I don't think it's closing. Why is it closing? The place is closing? No, the place that literally people just got fired from. Do you know where we went to dinner before that? Oh, Harvey's. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. 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 I thought you were talking about the Transform space. No, the Transform 1060 space, formerly the Catalyst, is not closing, but Harvey's, on the other hand, is. That we went to about instead that... of doing the Zoom so, call, let, we'll which is there. hilarious. So Harvey's and the Castro is closing, and I it's know. really unfortunate to see. We have a lot of friends at work there. It's this kind of staple and named after Harvey Milk, which is a huge name in not only San Francisco, but in gay rights and the movement there. Truthfully, the food was terrible. But well, okay. it, it's like a TGIF Friday. If uh, is it? Oh my god! It's kind of a it divey bar, but it's a staple to the Castro. And unfortunately, maybe fortunately, depending on who you ask, it is uh, closing down its doors. And it's a we great thought location. 
we thought just to be like, oh, well, let's just give it one last hurrah. We went there for dinner before doing our little bond. And you got class. food poisoning. So and, I, I rest my case. Do you know how stories work? <laughs> oh. Let me get there, please. <laughs> Jesus. You keep interrupting me as I'm literally telling a story. The puppy's a little on edge today. No, you keep interrupting me, and I'm trying to tell you a story. Okay, he did not get food poisoning. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Anyway, so it was kind of a, a blessing in disguise, but, like, we did this lovely demo, and in between demo and, like, panel, my, I was, like, shitting my brains out because, like, yeah. the food went right through me. Which is always fun during a bondage scene. Well, I, luckily, I was the top because... Daddy is a wonderful demo bottom. I was a good demo bottom. So good I book. thought I was very entertaining through that. I, by the I way. love medical professionals getting involved in kink too because they asked some of the most interesting questions. They did. And they were really all about the aftercare. And originally we thought that the event was happening at the Transform 1060 space. It ended up not happening. Actually, it was horse market that night, which made it a really awkward interaction when we raced back home. But we thought it was that space because we've done so many things there before. We've done some prep related stuff. We've done contest stuff. It's a great sex positive space. And honestly, we just don't have enough of those in our community anymore. So as we're doing our demos, there's like hand raising and like people are asking questions. Oh, by the way, like, this was a Zoom call. So we had to do it all through yeah. Zoom. And so like there were questions were like, what about pressure points and how does that work? And how do you know? And what do you check in for? Questions that kinksters are kind of always just consciously aware of, I feel like in mm -hmm. these scenes, but that medical professionals really want to know more about the intricacies and details of, which is just fun for mm -hmm. me. You too. The, yeah. You're so good at the commentary. Hilarious. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but how was your week, Daddy? Other, otherwise? Other than that, it was good. <laughs> and how about the... Okay, so does this happen to you? Do you get messages like either an instagram or uh twitter or something dms where they request you to follow them back and if you go to look at their profile they've got nothing there it's like or it's a private account there's no face there didn't and so I, I i rarely reply to them i just look at them and so i replied to what <laughs> one today um and it was kind of so they said hi sexy i follow you do you want to follow me and uh they gave kind of a link to where they oh no i, I gave a screen grab of their page and said i can't tell because <laughs> it's just a black page of no pictures and it said private account and he said yes my account is private, but you can follow me back. <laughs> I'm like, why would I? I mean, what is, what is, wh wh why, if you have nothing out there, do you think a stranger is going to follow you back? Isn't that a- Hey, everyone is the main character in their video game Isn't that life. a big request? You're just an NPC in their world. I don't get it. I, I'm like, I, it's like, I'm going to tell you nothing about me, but please be my friend. <laughs> It's just like I, I know nothing about you. It helps to if you if you're gonna put yourself out there and ask for people to follow you, which is a very honestly having the balls to ask someone to follow you. I give them credit for, but it would, it would be super helpful. But not if your account is private. Well, yeah, having some content to show that you're a real person and not just a, a bot is super right. helpful. Um, Although, do bots say please follow me? Oh man, I guess they could. some bots are pretty smart. I yeah. mean, we've seen friends bot followed, like bot, like mass bot following, and they do comments and likes and they say things that don't always make sense. But 
it's a way in which people can get like spammed or scammed on profiles. So I commend you for putting up with the bots. I, I it just in and it just proved to me why I don't respond. It just <laughs> it's it, it's it's soul deadening, really. But uh, maybe they were hedging their bets. Yeah, I mean, if it's like fishing, if it's like being on scruff and then going sup 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 to everyone you see. Uh, maybe maybe they were just like copy and pasting that please follow me please follow me please follow me sup 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 it definitely sounds like a hairy situation why why hairy hedging their bets oh hairy situation <laughs> well they could use a manscaped razor for that hey there it's me uh your uh local hair stylist and i'm here to tell you about manscaped i was wondering where this you were going bit. with that this is a bit. oh is it breaking news bit. manscaped now sells beard products <laughs> have you heard about that's right the new beard hedger pro kit from manscaped daddy no I, I, I'm hearing about it right now. Please tell me more. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpets, or maybe vice versa. I'm very scared that that's what you think your manly voice is. Use code WATS20 <laughs> at manscaped.com, and you'll get some free shipping as well as some extra special gifts in your Beard Hedging Platinum Premium Kit. Okay. <laughs> you sound like a Texas Texan Santa Claus. Ew, gross. Wait, Santa Claus. Well, if you're looking at your sack shaved, again, today's first sponsor, Manscaped, is here to make sure that you get the best shavings and the best savings. And um, they've listened to us. We've literally said on this pl platform before that we wish they had a beard-specific kit. Mm -hmm. And now they have not only... I mean, the, the Lawnmower 4.0 did great on my hair, on my, chi my, my, my chinny chin chin. But now they have a beard hedger that has 20 different hair cutting lengths. So a little dial that you can actually physically change and hedge your own beard to make it look nice. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting for mine. Where's they, mine? they have shipped it. Mine. They're sending I it. Mine. 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 <laughs> it mine. is waterproof, so you can do it in the shower. And the titanium coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction in one stroke at a time. If that's not it. You also can get the Lawnmower 4.0, which we love for not only chastity, hair grooming needs, but the Weed Whacker, which is great for nose, daddy's got a lovely piercing, and ear hair accordingly. Thank you, Manscaped. So check out Manscaped at manscaped.com and use offer code what? What's 20? For 20% off and free shipping. Thank you again, Manscaped. Now, I don't know about you, Daddy, uh -huh. but actually, th this, this is a good spot to do our next sponsor as well. Um, during events like this, uh -huh. you know how you travel with a little pill bottle uh -huh. with every single pill in it? And sometimes you have to like, you can't tell what's what. And sometimes it opens in my bag and then all the pills spill out and then it's a problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that happened this trip. <laughs> well, get yourself, mister. <laughs> Daddy, what is PrEP? PrEP is a one a day pill that prevents you from getting HIV. And it is 99% effective. So with today's second sponsor, Mr. You can consult securely online with a licensed physician from your own home. So not only get prepped for your STI screening, but complete all of the screenings, testings, and consultations from inside your own house. You don't gotta go anywhere. And they prescribe prep online and deliver it right to your door, meaning you do not need to even leave the house. I mean, you want people to come to your house maybe to have sexy times, but you don't even need to leave your house to be covered for HIV and get prep. That is amazing. <laughs> they operate in all 50 states as well as DC and Puerto Rico. And doesn't matter if you have insurance or not because they have over 100 nonprofit organizations to make sure prep is available across the country for what daddy? 
free. There you go. <laughs> I have to spell that out for you. How much money are you spending? F-R-E-E, free. <laughs> to keep your health up to date, they will also do your checkups every three months to make sure everything is good. Again, from the safety of your own home. So use the link down below and use offer code Watts to get yourself some free prep. Thank you, mister. Sorry to take take the, the wind out of your sails, but I mean, everyone gets the spam messages on social media nowadays, I feel like. Yeah, but it was from a real person, though. It wasn't a bot. And it's just I just I just I don't I don't understand the psychology there. Of... Well, not everyone understands social media, though. Oh, tell me about it. And honestly, today's episode is going to be very, very not very focused on that, but focused on like different generations and how we interact and, and grow and move and learn because, and the real meat and potatoes of today's episode is about IML and IMBB. Now, first of all, we need to kind of cover what IML and IMBB even stand for. Daddy? IML is International Mr. Leather. And IMBB is International Mr. Boot Black. Now, IML has obviously been around for a lot longer than IMBB, but they are the two contests that coincide and, and happen at the same time, same weekend, same stage in Chicago during May. And I think this year it's like, what, May 25th or so weekend. It always, it's always Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. yeah. And so there has been some drama recently where just the, the spark notes, the IMBB staff has resigned and stepped down mm -hmm. and IMBB has been canceled this coming year as of posting and, and recording this podcast. So we are left with many people. I had questions on our YouTube in random videos. Mm -hmm. I had questions on Twitter and I had questions in my Instagram DMS from real people that I already followed. So I didn't have to worry about following them back asking what's going on, our opinion and what this means for future contests. Because for some pe reason, people think that um, we are the arbiters of these kind of things. So, but I mean, not to be like, oh, my God, we know everything. But we do get asked a lot of these questions and therefore we look into it and we know people that have answers. And, and, and we do hear from multiple sources. Yeah. And so over the last couple of days, because we've known about this for over a week that this is yeah. happening. Well, ironically, which is very funny and coming up, uh, we just taped a show for On Guard Cigar Salon um which is all about titles and title contests and whether they've run their title contests excuse me or, or contests <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying i do i do uh if if they're if uh how much they're relevant today and we actually started discussing this imbb Situation. Thing, situation because it had just occurred and uh so we, we touch on it in the episode but we're playing this out in real time right now but that said, mm -hmm. we have also taken the time to ask a number of people in the older guard or the older generation, as well as people that were looking to compete this year and the younger generation that has opinions on how t contests work. Now, years ago, uh, I think in 2020, it was I saw a video by Whiteout Rubber, and I think it's a good way to start this conversation. They're a YouTuber who did and went to MAL and did like a little travel video. They did a breakdown of the contests of MAL and how many minutes this took and that took and this took so and what was boring and they what was were fun. so bored while <laughs> watching the MAL contest. Their words, not mine. Um, <laughs> they were so bored while the contest was going, the first chunk of the contest, that they pulled out their phone and started videotaping and taking notes and narrowing down, like taking times of things that were happening. Mm -hmm. And it boiled down to, I think, about a third, if not less than a third of the contest was actually about the contestants. Right. The other two thirds of this two, two and a half hour contest. Were about judges. Judges. Community. 
people that have been past title holders. A cop came up and did like a 15 minute like intro. Good. Yeah. And this is before Black Lives Matter. So like, yeah, it's still terrible having a cop open the show, but it was at least not was so it Lenny Rover? Who was it? I know. I don't know who it was. And Whiteout yeah. didn't know either and didn't specify. But Whiteout said that the cop was more entertaining than most of the segments of the show. I don't know why, but every time you say Whiteout, I keep thinking redacted. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what are you redacting? redacted, what are you whiting out? <laughs> but it was a really good commentary and I had a lot of really good stuff that I agreed with mm -hmm. around the contest scene and how can, can, contrasting it, they looked at MAL versus like MIR, mm -hmm. which are two very different tonal conferences and weekends, but are both contest weekends where MIR, Mr. International Rubber, was fun, colorful, entertaining. And I will say for leather contests, whenever I've run, and, and our opinions here today are gonna come from our experience attending, vending, mm -hmm. and for me running for a contest, specifically IML, I have done. But in that commentary, they said, you know, if you need time, if you need to stretch time for a contest by putting these random segments that are very long-winded, why is the rubber contest able to do all this fun, colorful stuff and the contestants still are able to change? Rubber is much harder to change it's in and out of than leather. Of, yeah. But the leather contest seemingly cannot do that and have a 30 minute tally master. And like so many contests I've been to, the tally mastering, the points at the end just take forever. Yeah. And that was one of the points I brought up on our On Guard episode was why does it take so aren't these just numbers that need to be added together? <laughs> Essentially. Why does it? And it was explained to me that different contests have different like Olympic scoring. Yeah. You throw out the lowest and the highest. Yeah. Da, da, da. It gets complicated um still i'm like they're numbers put it in a spreadsheet let's yeah. go <laughs> anyway to, to kind of finalize just that video which kind of started this convo it was like this contest had like four different segments where they bring up 20 to 30 people on stage name them by name have them stand on the stage for a second congratulate i think that there's nothing wrong congratulating and remembering and honoring those who who did the work and paved the way but the commentary there was like, why don't we name them and have them stand up in the audience, thank them, clap, and then have them sit down rather than in this case, MAL, they had the entire group of centaurs get on stage. And it is an elderly bunch that took a while to get up on stage, stood there and then had to get off. So I'm going to play devil's advocate please, a few please. times here. So we want to celebrate the people in our community and especially the ones in the community that are doing the work. Absolutely. Doing organization and the easiest way to thank people is to shine a spotlight on them once in a while so yeah. i understand why they do it i also think it's kind of boring but this is how it's always been <laughs> we, we've always done this we've thanked the leaders in the community that have taken their time their valuable time to organize these things and you would not be sitting there to watch a contest if this they hadn't done the work so Agreed. i totally Agreed. understand it I absolutely agree. Again, Daddy and I are going to be having this conversation, and this comes from a place of critique and criticism, yeah. meant to be constructive, not to be tearing down. I am not, I am not, but someone who is more than forgiving and willing to give someone space to change, grow, do better. But there has to be key points to apologies or accountabilities or posts from large organizations where I see that there is actual criticism being taken and movement happening going forward. And we're gonna talk about that and look into the issue with IML and IMBB, but it starts with the IMBB staff stepping down, many of them resigning because of 
the way that IML is currently being run. With Chuck Renslow, the the past owner of IML, rest in rest in peace. Great. Like he's 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 passed away. And he has left the contest to people that are unfavorable, have had a history of transphobia. And this is not something that just came out of nowhere that the IMBB staff have stepped down. They've had meetings for a very long time, both in public and in their own like private, where they have talked about and mentioned the problems that have been happening. And it's apparently come to a head where they are so frustrated, the entire staff, which is on a more young generational gap mm -hmm. there, have stepped away and stepped down saying we need to step back and really push on this because we don't feel like we're being taken seriously. So, and I'm going to uh, talk about this as the caveat that I, I've never run for a title in my life. I have been to millions of them. Sure. I literally, I have gone to every IML since 1992. So you do the math on that. So I have seen well, yeah. this organization grow and get smaller then grow again and try to adapt to changes and stuff and to give a brief little bit of history let's also remember imbb the first one was 1993 um and the way it used to be done they were not on stage as part of the contest they used to be boot blacks that were in our community um, and they would win their title by the amount of tickets they collected uh, from boots that they shined. So, so it was the patrons that it was kind of like a popularity contest almost sure. that they collected the most tickets and that's how they won. And somebody can correct me on that, but that's how I remember it. Um, it wasn't until like 2017, 2018, when they became part of the main stage show of IML. And in my recollection, I was not part of any of this, and I don't think I went to that that particular contest, but I remember it being a hubbub, and I do remember it that IML felt a little strong-armed to and reluctant to do this in the first place. And I think that's where a lot of the IMBB um, people feel like second-class citizens to and, and not supported um, because they've had to fight every step of the way to be part of IML. And so this is where my perspective as someone who's run before and someone who's also vended a number of years. And you ran, and, you ran for IML in 2019. Yeah, I ran for IML. We had a total of, I think, 72. I think we had 73, but someone backed out because of health reasons. You made top 20. I made top five. Ooh, Ooh. you made top um, five. But that's not what this is about. No, no, no. I, I think that's it's good. Not, Let's all take a moment and praise the puppy on his uh, accomplishments. He hates that. But <laughs> that plus working and vending, we get we do get a little bit of behind the scenes and we get checked in on by the main staff. Even when I ran in 2019, I, that was like the first time I had ever heard someone be like, ah, 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 this might be your competition of running for IML, but IMBB is right there with it. And if you do not say IMLBB, you're being very disrespectful to the boot blacks. Oh, I've never heard that before. And this came from upper management of the people who are managing the, the men of the IML crew. And I absolutely understand, respect, and whenever I talk about IML, I try to talk about them both singularly. And uh, that is because we were trying to also respect the boot blacks. Now, the, the focus has always so been. Can I cut in? Because yeah. that actually is, as an audience member, that's kind of confusing to me. Because it's the IML contest. Uh, I don't know how many people come for the IMBB contest. And because they're put on the same stage at the same time, 
that I'm just saying as an yeah. audience member, that's confusing. It is confusing. But even looking at the website we have in front of us, IML, oh, yeah. IMBB, it's, it's right there in that logo. But at the same time, the website itself is IMRL. It's internationalmrleather.com. It's why, not why MR? What's R? Mr. Mr. Oh, that's, Mr. That's a terrible URL. It's probably the only thing they could get. <laughs> but that's, again, this is just minor minor nitpicking we're doing. Yeah. But it, it was made clear. Like, the staff is not trying to be inappropriate, is not trying to disregard the, the boot blacks. But at the same time, the boot blacks are not given the same love. In the past, boot blacks have been... The, the, the sense and the, the community... Let me just make this a bigger community issue, because it's not just this contest, is that... The superiority image of IML versus the boot black itself is that the boot black is derived from the IML. The boot black is the sub role within this contest where the IML is more dominant. This is the, vis the vis visibility and the assumption that is made by the community because we look to boot blacks to do the servicing of people. I'm not agreeing with that, but I'm saying that this is an issue of the community not putting the boot black on the same pedestal. You know, does that kind of make sense? Like there is a subversiveness there that people expect boot blacks are somehow always going to be the sub because they're doing the work. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I, I totally get that. And, but they call, so this is actually the first time I'm visually seeing this. I've always heard of it as the IML contest, not the IMBB. I, 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 I will give them props for having both of them in their logo. Um, but as a, Person not paying attention, let's say, which defines me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> IMBB is not something that is thrust upon me um, or sure. in my orbit. Yeah. Um, it is uh, as a participant in going to that weekend. All I hear is IML. I rarely hear I know. IMBB. And, I, and I know that's your point. Yeah, that's I'm, exactly I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying, I'm reinforcing your point, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> You're providing a really helpful in this, and I mean this yeah. as a compliment, a really helpful but almost naive perspective of it. Because you, when we go, we're just there to, to vend. We rarely even get to go to the contest. Right. And even when I was running for the contest, you only got to see bits and pieces of it. I only go to the contest every four or five years, and that's usually about time because I'm a vendor. And let's be honest about this, too. You have 72 people from my year that ran for the Mr. Title, the IML, and I think we had five running for the boot black. The disparity there is very clear based on who's competing, and that's not the, comp like, that's not the competition's fault. That's not IML's fault. It's not the competitor's fault. No. But when sponsors are stepping up to give things, they almost always we're giving a lot more to the IML and far less to the IMBB. And that is also a problem that was very, very clear within the stepping down. But, and I just want to kind of go over the, the staffers who have spoken publicly, um, that there are transphobia issues within mm -hmm. IML. The boot black winners are treated like second class compared to the IML winners. These are kind of bullet points from reading the responses from the staffers. Mm -hmm. Um, IML people do not push for enough equality. I'm speaking generally here because I've seen many an IML that was like, where the hell is my boot black? Get them on stage with me every chance they get. Mm. But I've also seen IMLs that were very like, eh, we're in different contests. We don't need to be here at all times. We right. don't need to be at the hip. And those are two very different valid perspectives. But one of them in my own perspective, in my mind, is definitely more complacent to boot blacks are lesser. Less inclusive, yeah. Yeah. Um, the real reality of this is... Someone named Bearman, he's known by Bearman, or oh, um, the owner of Leatherworks, a huge, major, large sponsor for IML, 
um, is now named by Chuck Renzo, who has passed, um, as one of the organization's leaders in just deciding where the contest goes. He was left that part of the contest by Chuck. Does he, correct me if I'm wrong, does he also own Stomper's Boots now? He does, I believe. Okay, I'm not, yeah. you can fact check me on that. Um, but Stomper's, I think, pulled out as a sponsor too, which is very odd considering it's well, a boot black contest. Leatherworks didn't because they're they're on the page all over the place. Yeah. So um, this, this person who, again, owner of Leatherworks, major sponsor, um, has had a number of issues with winners when they were trans, has had a number of things to say that were very misogynistic and elitist, according to the staffers who have stepped down. And since 2010, IML and IBBB, I, I'm gonna, IBB um, has had many winners, but... While each winner has faced their own obstacles, there is a common thread of events, especially when it comes to those who are trans. Hmm. So while they are treated second rate by people like Behrman and his staffers, uh, they're excluded, treated poorly, and even uh, not invent invited to official IML celebration related issues. So is, is most of this um, directed at IML itself or at one person? particular person on the IML board. This is the the specific issues that are being raised here is there are transphobic underlying issues, mm -hmm. specifically people, mm -hmm. specifically ideals, and there is a, a hesitation to provide or allow growth here. And I, I say that knowing, and this is kind of one of my takes, which I want to be fully transparent that like, it, it might've been a little petty of me as a social media person to bring it up. But I went in and I was like, if people are complaining that IML is not reaching a younger generation. Yeah, which I, I completely stand by that complaint. Yeah. I, I do not feel like they are. Look at the average age of a contestant. I would love to know where it skews because we looked at the MAL contestants. It's skewed to the mid 30s mm -hmm. for contestants, you know, but my year, which to me is young, but <laughs> it's still, it is young, it is young, but like mid 30s, like upper 40s was someone's comment. But then I was talking with a friend, um, a, a leather kingster of my age, and they were like, IML has a website? Yeah. Like they were not. So here's Let's the thing talk about social media. Here's the thing. <laughs> the IML staff put out a press release on this issue to respond to this, to respond to this. Mm -hmm. um, the issue itself, first and foremost, starts out by saying, let's just kind of skim it. The weekend should never talk about or feel like there is discrimination against excluding or diminishing any of the contestants or people that attend the weekend should never is not saying we admit or we take accountability of the, uh, if there were problems mm. should never is very, very complacent. Also, if they only posted it on their website, did they put it in any Facebook? We'll group get there. Or, we'll get there. They have an IML Facebook group. Is it there? It is not. So, oh, well, here, that, okay, you're getting ahead be. of me here, Sorry. but okay. let me, I'll quickly I have issues. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Please let me talk <laughs> on Facebook, on Facebook, on Facebook. They haven't posted since October, since Halloween. I know. So even about their organization. <laughs> On Twitter, they haven't posted about any of this, and they've only posted once every month for the last couple months. On Instagram, they are non-existent. So for a younger generation that lives online in between events... They're not reaching them. My critique was they are not reaching them, mm -hmm. and it's very bad for trying to get new, fresh people in the contest. And this is one of the things we talked about on the On Guard episode that you're going to see is if you are a contestant, please have social media so you can get your message out that people can read and see. And my point being, some people said, well, this is silly to critique them of, but I don't think it it's is personally not. Not because you're not getting the push out there. And 
in this specific instance, during IML, when engagement was good for social media, do you know who is running the IML accounts? You don't, but I do. Oh, oh, oh. The IMBB oh. staff. Uh, uh, you don't need to name names. I'm just going to oh, speak I, broadly that the IMBB staff was doing. I know their name. I know, but we don't need to. I'd rather not. <laughs> the IMBB staff was the one that was heading that, that was organizing, that was revolutionizing how they were doing live tweeting and was doing it in a fun, approachable, interesting, retweetable way. I remember that last year and I thought that was a very good step forward. And it was relaying information very well. Mm. Now, when I started talking about that, there were people that came out of the woodwork that said, yeah, the staffers who were not only redesigning, but re-evolutionizing how all that worked was part of that staff and has also stepped away. Mm. It, it so is, it is troubling when a staffing appears to be, and this again comes from a critique and a criticism because we love this contest, but it appears to be that they are pushing out people that are trying to innovate and have good ideas and continuing to stick with a format that even as someone who was running took forever. It was not as interesting. It was stressful and it, it felt, it didn't feel fresh, especially considering we're in the same hotel that IML started in, right? Right. Well, that's one of my biggest complaints, but yeah, I, at first it was kitschy that we went back to the Congress. I'm like, oh, this is where we started in 1992. I'll have good memories. But then the toilet went flush in the bathroom and there were no towels and it would look like The Shining. And that lobby was horrible to congregate in. So it's just the hotel's way too small for the event. Sure. And so I think they are shooting themselves on the foot because because people have stopped coming because the accommodations are terrible. And then I, uh, making it even harder to get like a badge to get into the vendors hall sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to the, the I want to talk about their release specifically, which was only, as Daddy has mentioned, only posted on the website. And that has got to be strategic because it that is. does not l allow any commenting on it, any public debate whatsoever, which usually means they don't want one and it feels very tone deaf now i again we have talked to the older generation a number of people the younger generation and all of the takes have been very much mm, they've been here or there but it boiled down to it feels a little cowardly it feels pre and it feels like they don't want people to be able to actually critique and comment and have public discussion no. which feels bad yeah and as we look through this announcement that they've made, I want to point out the parts that make it feel even worse because it starts out with people should never feel discriminated against. Well, clearly they know that they are. And rather than starting out by saying we know that th we have issues here and we want to take accountability, they say, I'm sorry if you feel that way is how it feels. So it, it's like victim blaming. It, we'll get to the victim blaming that oh, actually happens. Is it more? Okay. Um, for our past and current IML, IMB title holders who have experienced issues, we have tasked several board members in contacting you directly to share your stories unfiltered, and we want to hear more. They give an email here that you can send stuff to. That's not bad, but they also publicly avow our absolute assurance of stepping up to do the necessary work to affect positive change and will work harder within the confines of IML, IMBB to make those outside that, that feel exclusionary standards are not being applied feel comfortable without exception. There's no time frame there. That's fine. Um, but if we scroll down, what, what really stands out for me is that for some years, 
People have struggled to find contestants for IMBB, donations for winner prize packages, and delivering a quality product, and as a result has led to less participation. I don't think that's the only reason that people might not want to run. If they don't feel like they're being treated equally, which I've heard specifically from those that might look to, to run, it doesn't feel like they want to put the time and effort into it. And there's a lot of time and effort that goes into oh, yeah. no, an event like this. To be a contestant for anything is a lot of work. Just to run, you're putting in at least $1,500 probably with trip, with travel, with outfits, with getting your shit ready, with making sure you, you, you know, you're taking time off work and you, you've got everything together. Like I think I did the math the other day and at the bare minimum, you spend like $1,200. If you're actually putting no, a right. real foot forward, like you're doing the RuPaul's Drag Race, getting your outfits ready and all fresh and clean, you're looking at least a, a thousand, two thousand $2,000 respectfully yeah. with that whole thing. Now, um, I want to, do you have anything to say about that? Um, no, I'm, I'm actually fascinated by all this. Now, a little bit further down, within this very large, large announcement. Um, this year, they say, in 2023, we invite boot blacks from around the world to meet and greet and provide shine for the guests in the area that would normally be reserved for our contestants. I have an issue with this. Mm. They're providing a space for the boot blacks to be that didn't exist before to meet and greet and continue to do work. They're, they're asking people to continue to come to this event, but to do work in this special space, not be, not be like given a space to hang out and chill, to be respected, to be like highlighted, but to go and do more work. And what I hear in that is, this is kind of the old man in me. Um, what I hear in that is, let's take it back to where it was, um, because that's what it used to be. They used to allow boot blacks allow. to shine boots and get tickets uh, for their reward, shall we say. I, but they're not even offering that. It sounds like you still have to buy a ticket just to be allowed to do the work in this space. Sure. I, I, if that's wrong, that's fair. But within this, it doesn't feel like they're, they're trying to It doesn't help. sound like that they care. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like I, I'm not. Again, I'm not saying they, they don't care. They don't. They they don't seem um, sorrowful. Is that the word? Right word. Sorrowful. Compassionate. Maybe not compassionate. No. Like it, it. It doesn't feel like they're going to miss the boot blacks. It doesn't feel like they're taking accountability properly. Yeah. I hear that they're 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 saying they want to hear all the feedback. Great. There's no real time frame for when we'll see movement. Fine. They're still working. It's a it's an ongoing thing. But then if you go to the boot black page, the first thing that says on the boot black website, what does that say, daddy? And, and so we're, we're on the imrl.com. Still on the same site. Uh, site. Um, but we just went to the boot black chapter. Yeah. And it says due to the unexpected resignation of the international Mr. Boot Black coordinator and IMBB staff, the Rinslow Charitable Foundation is announcing the cancellation of the IMBB contest for 2023. And then it mirrors the, the front page announcements pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a problem with that too. This is, this is, it's not victim blaming, but it's saying due to the resignation of staff, we're going to cancel. Not due to higher ups being accused of transphobia mm -hmm. and accountability issues. Right. That is, that is, that is a misstep. And that is offensive to me. I'm not even a boot black, I'm not, I, but I stand with the boot blacks who have issue with transphobic remarks and transphobia being being accused of higher ups within this contest organization. It feels gross for them to then blame the people who are trying to hold the, the company accountable. 
And again, the old man in me. Please. <laughs> so I understand why they're saying this, because they don't want to be blamed for it. So they're saying the reason we're doing this is because the we have no coordinator and the whole staff quit. So we can't do it. Um, I'm not saying that's right. Yeah. I'm just saying they don't want to be blamed. But the, the real the real issue here is the entire boot black staff team has resigned. Yeah. They don't want to be a part of this anymore. That that speaks to me as someone who knows many of the people on that staff, who has worked and judged with many people on that staff, who I think all have very good heads on their shoulders. That they would just give up. That they would just give and up. And this out. is a diverse cast of people that run this contest who are of different backgrounds, different gender identities, different races. There are issues here that are more than just the transphobia, I believe, based on what I have heard. Yeah. And this doesn't feel like enough. Now, again, IML doesn't turn on a dime. Um, there's a much bigger picture here. But a lot of the people that are like, please don't rock the boat are doing so because they don't want sponsors to be upset. Mm. And that's not a reason to avoid transphobia for me, like money. You shouldn't be taking money from transphobes for a contest that, that bears and inclusion. Wh and what sponsors would they upset? That's my confusion. One of the main sponsors is directly related to a person who's uh, being accused of transphobia. I was going to say, the sponsors I know are not going to be upset by this. Uh, I mean, they're not going to be upset by... What? They're not going to be upset by it, I don't think. I mean, they'd be more upset about losing IMBB, is my feeling. I, I, I would hope so. But at the same time, I think that IMBB does deserve its own platform and does deserve its own sort of weekend, at least separate from IML, because that seems to be what's causing an issue. That's why they're looked down upon. Like when we look at other contests versus IML, there's no there's no hierarchy that that exists in like, let's say, an international puppy, like international puppy and international Mr. Leather are two different events that have their own weekends, that have their own importance and do their own things. But they also come together at these large events to support each other. Same with MIR. Yeah, MIR, yeah. Uh, Mr. International Rubber, or any other international titles. But the, the problem here being, it doesn't feel like they want to face this issue with how they are dealing with it, personally. Yeah. They're not being transparent online. They're not allowing a space to talk. And even the people who are speaking out from that staff are not doing so publicly, probably for fear of backlash, they're doing so in more private circles on their Facebooks or in more vague ways that won't get them in trouble. Again, this is my take on it. And we say all this again, not because we dislike or hate this contest. We want this contest to be good because it does so much good for so many people's lives who need these event spaces to come out, to be themselves, to learn, to grow, and to interact with the community. And it's one of the longest running events uh, in the leather community. Uh, and the fact that they've survived this long is huge. Uh, I want it to keep surviving and, and thriving. This isn't the first time we've seen transphobia or even uh, a mentality that is a bit stuck in the mud. I say that knowing that I'm a newer age, new guard, whatever you want to call it, kinkster who lives very heavily online. But I'm also very involved in our community as we do things in person. We are at every event vending, hearing stories, seeing people and talking to staff who works these things to to continue to and these are words these are words specifically from the IMBB staff the leadership of IML has always gaslit maneuver and avoided the problem that makes certain attendees and people who are running these contests uncomfortable 
if we can't talk about that openly, there will never be growth for a contest like this that is an international title. And if an international title cannot handle an issue like this publicly, cannot post about it on social media to appease people and make sure people understand that they're working through it, that feels gross. I mean, if Claw could do it, because they 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 Claw dealt with third they issues. They they dealt with it and they were hit from all sides. Uh, but they did so through their Facebook group and they uh addressed almost every single thing thing that came down the pike um and mir so as well i also feel like they're going to, they're going to say that they aren't transphobic because they've had two trans men as imls um they've had more than one, that in the trans stage of course yeah. the stage yeah. that are trans but again not specifically the point because that's cherry picking so, I mean, what are you? What do you say to them to, to counter that narrative that they're not transphobic because they've had two trans IMLs? Those trans individuals, much more than just trans individuals, mind you, they're not. We sh we are not belittling them to their transness, but they had to deal with so much shit. Yeah, Jack, the winner of my title year, yeah. dealt with so much bullshit. The oh, people before and, him and, and the first one who was disabled also. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair and he was trans. He was not only was a trans community expecting so much from him. Those that are disabled were expecting tons from him. But then he was also being attacked by these same people who are being accused of transphobia, yeah. as well as the overarching community that had to say things online. And there were many people that I blocked that I muted online that were being transphobic. Right. We called them out and they were ratioed. But that doesn't change that those people exist and those people probably don't care what people say online and so continue that narrative in person. And MIR, to follow your your other accounts and other people that have dealt or other communities contests who have dealt with issues like this, when MIR, Mr. International Rubber, had an event that had a transphobic and racist puppeteer, MIR, without missing well, a beat, immediately said that we don't have any affiliation with this specific event okay. we're going to move anything mir related that was going to happen at this bar but we are going to head on face this and even address it at the contest yeah, later i'm going to clarify that because it was the bar that had that event not yeah. mir mir uh, threw a party at that bar traditionally and decided not to because of that bar my point yeah. being though they got ahead of even any sort of drama that could have involved them that was oh, yeah. might have been accusatory of them and said, no, no, this is where we stand. This is how we feel. Here's where we go. And that's how you need to handle these things. IML has not done any of that. Yeah, so I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very aware, sadly. <laughs> I want this contest to do better. I believe, I believe that there are good people involved in this contest that want to do better. But I am, it's like a, it's like a parent. I'm disappointed that we have to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. This, this is not the first time we've heard of transphobic issues with IML and IMBB, and it's gotten to a head where people are, the entire staff is resigning, and then we're blaming that staff for the resignation that they decided to do, that a cancellation is happening, not the actual issue, which is much larger. Right. Yeah, and with any of these organizations, you you know, as they grow in each of these events, you got to keep in mind they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year because yeah. we're losing our queer spaces to congregate in. So events, people congregate to events to be seen and be themselves. 
And so as all of these uh, organizations have grown, they've had to deal with new things. And of course, they're going to stumble. But I think it's how you handle those stumbles or and issues um, in a public and transparent way that will make people trust you. And um, I'm not confident IML is... I, 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 IML has gotten a little bit too big and too set in its ways, in my opinion, because um, I've seen it grow over the years, uh, whereas there's other events that are like Darklands, for instance, um, that have uh, had have fresh blood who are bringing new, exciting things that in integrate everybody and makes everyone feel included. And those are the ones that are taking off now. Um, so I worry about IML getting left behind. And I want to also, here's another caveat, maybe devil's advocate to us and anyone who might have huge issues. I don't think that we should be boiling this down to age. And I think that we need to be very careful of mm -hmm. ageism within this topic because that's not the issue here. I, I would like to Although, give you... I, as a 54-year-old man, okay. I totally... Let me give you, me give you the credit, please. And don't come me I want to give you... Stop yelling at your elders. I'm yelling at my elders because I'm not letting yelling me speak. At the elders. Me speak. Um, I want to be clear that like it's not impossible for people to learn and grow as they get older. I think that sometimes we get so dead set in our ways and, and have a, a rose-colored glasses to the way things used to be that we don't allow for change and growth. It's not only that. And, and in, in this instance, I think IML, yeah. it's this is how it's always been done and it's worked in the past. So we don't have the energy to try something new or do something new or change how it's been done in the past. Um, they've got a very set formula that they follow every year. And I think that it's not the problem of age. It's not the problem of old and not wanting to do more and better. It's a problem with not changing with the times mm. and not being able to accept ideals of like trans people exist, trans men are men, and the acceptance there that doesn't seem to be boiling down from the top. And as a top, I'm offended. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, I'm jokes aside, jokes aside. This is this is an issue that that is larger than IML. And we we want IML to hear this as a critique because we appreciate and enjoy the event. And I think it is something important for our community as leather and kink and just figuring ourselves out sexually. This is a, this is a place that people need. Yeah, IML is the touchstone for the leather community, and it has been for years and years and years. So when your touchstone seems to not be accepting of you, that's a big deal. And it's frustrating. Yeah. So we need to be able to move forward, not to forget how things were, not to forget how it used to be done, but we need to change with the times, take the old and the new, and be able to bridge those gaps. Because even when I critique IML, I see a certain number of my followers will push back and be like, well, maybe if you kids were accepting of our views. Kids? Who said kids? I don't, I, I saw we don't need to name anyone. We don't need to name anyone. I just wish that there wasn't as much back and forth that felt so upset. And I realize that hurt people are going to hurt people. And those that feel ostracized and marginalized are going to continue to voice that concern. 
but that shouldn't be met with, well, you don't know, or that's not true. It should be met with, hey, I hear that there is some pain here. Let's talk about that. Let's work it out and let's move forward and have feedback and constructive convos. And that that would be support. And I think the big issue here is IMBB does not feel supported. Correct. And they feel like there's a very big lack of support. So if the organization doesn't have support, so let me ask you this question. Okay. So as the puppies grew and, and arguably puppies the way they are now were did not exist 10 years ago (laughs) sure (laughs) but now they have their own puppy contest in houston um mir the rubber used to be under the iml umbrella really they but not really represented um and so they went off and they started their own contest which is also in chicago and i think they do a great job i think it's amazing uh why or do you think that IMB couldn't go, as, I'm sorry, IMBB, um, as they grow and get bigger and bigger, like all these other subsets, do you think that they can manage and support their own contest? I think that they could. Without IML. Well, I don't know. But, but why does it have to be without IML? Why can't the two work together but have separate contests? And no, weekends, I think that's a good know? idea. That would be a good. That would be a good halfway point. Because as we've learned... IML has or great two separate contests, you know, they could do a contest in the middle of the day and and the IML contest at night or vice versa. I think we're, 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 we're nickel and diming when we're the contest spitballing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I think that the IML staff has connections. It has resources, it has people, it right. has contest know how. And the IMBB staff had innovative ideas. They were running social media consecutive, like consistently and well. And they're bringing all these fun, fresh ideas to the table that provided a levity and brought new blood and new ideas to the contests. And that being true, what would, what's to say that if they did it on their own, they wouldn't even be more successful? Uh, that's that's just it. We don't know. Yeah. These are hypotheticals, but yeah. not something I'm against. I want to see them thrive and flourish, and I want our boot blacks to be given the respect they deserve because they keep our heckin' gear looking nice, fancy, and and new. You know. Yeah. And so many people, I'll watch them at the Eagle. They don't tip the boot blacks well at oh, all. No. Like you, you tip, your tip your boot black. So I we've actually I think gone over at this point. Honestly, oh, have we? Ta- <laughs> I think Sorry, just a little bit. No, no, no. Don't much? be. Sh- don't be sorry. Are you talking too much, puppy? We're talking a lot. And even us here were heated about the topic because it's so disappointing and frustrating to see our friends literally be pulling their hair out just because they want recognition. They want support. They want I, support. I, I feel like they're just feeling unsupported. Um, and that's hard to do when you feel like the people at the top um, don't even like you. Well, not just don't like you are outwardly making outwardly, statements uh, yeah. against you and so and, and i think that's community. something that they they can't they can't pussyfoot around they they have to they're gonna have to address who's on their board that is being problematic they get they have to um it's in it, order to get past this it's it's one thing to allow hands to change as people pass away and move on but it's another thing to just sit back and be like, well, this is just how things have to be. This is how it is because somebody up top who no longer is around said that that's how it had to be. We can still honor and and love the traditions, but move change and make sure we hold our community accountable. There is nothing wrong with looking at things and being like, hey, could we do this better and more respectful and more inclusive? Mm. If we stand for inclusivity, we have to prove that we stand for inclusivity. 
And right now it doesn't Well, and feel. you know, and for IMBB to take this stand and do it, my hat's off to them. Good you for know, them. good for them. You know, they are I mean, cuz that's got to suck. Think of the contestants that were going to compete this year and imagine. how disappointed they have to be. Mm -hmm. But looking at the bigger issue, they're supporting this and saying we don't want to compete in a, an organization that doesn't support us. But at the same time, I, I bet you, I bet you, they aren't even saying anything on social media, if, if they are social media people with a, with a stance and a valid opinion that needs to be heard, but they, they can't say it, probably for fear of being like ruffling feathers. Now, am I running for IML? No, I'm not. So I don't feel bad saying this because I think that this is fair and valuable critique. I, if I couldn't find their announcement the oh, first no, five, ten minutes, and I had to literally hard look for it. To follow this, someone um, my age that didn't even know they had a website is not going to see it at all, and yeah. that is complacent with allowing more bad to happen. Yeah. As much as they might not understand what I'm trying to say here, not making yourself accessible is an accessibility issue as well. Such in this day and age, <laughs> and I think that I think that speaks volumes to an organization that in this day and age. Not having a public forum on social media um, is a huge detriment. Well, that social media person was part of that staff that walked away. <laughs> sure. So, like, it's, it's a problem. And I, that's why we want to have this conversation. We are super curious what you guys think. Yeah. Um, if, oh, we have a public forum. You can talk to us. <laughs> Please leave your comments down below. If you have any comments or feedback that you would like to send in, community at imrl.com is where people are asking for any ideas, thoughts, and or experiences that need to be dealt with with this specific issue. Again, that is community at imrl.com. Give your email, give any details. Your participation in this process is vital. And while there is no immediate date or turnaround for this, I hope that we can move forward from this and continue to show that this community is robust, powerful, able to change and grow with the times, but is also trying to help people. Because right now, people are feeling hurt, they are feeling harmed. They are feeling that they are not being heard. And that is not for me what the kink community is about. Here, here. Love when you just. <laughs> Daddy. What he said. If people have a problem with what you say. Oh, my God. They go? Contact me at Pup Amp. Yeah, I knew that was coming. No, 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 no. I mean, I will see it if you tag please, me. Please don't come for me. Um, I'm too old. Don't come for me. And I've changed. <laughs> well, and, 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 this is not a witch hunt. Do not no. send hate. Yeah, do no. not do anything where we're piling on. Constructive criticism can be done respectfully. And we are not condoning anyone going after and flaming and attacking anyone. Yeah, don't We are blame. asking you to provide space for this to grow for this to happen and for people to learn in the process. No and that's one the only perfect. way productive change can happen because when you start flaming people out, they're going to get more rutted in and, yeah. and not like you. And it causes more and more flames yeah. and, and more drama. We like drama, but not good drama. We're not, yeah, we're not um, asking for drama. But if you'd like to cause drama with daddy, you, no, I'm kidding. Oh my God. Uh, I am at mrchristopher.com if you want to see the naughty stuff, or you can tweet to me at <laughs> Christopher Weston, and that's Christopher with a K and an F. You can find me everywhere at PupAmp or pupamp.com for the sexy stuff. This has been What's the Safe Pod? 
What's your safe pod? You guys let us know which one sounds better. But you can find everywhere us every everywhere us us everywhere at what's the safe word on just about any social media. We post videos every week on YouTube, podcasts every week on the podcast spaces. We Twitch, we, we do tweet all of it. more than once a month. Oh God. <laughs> But we're also running five different Twitter accounts. I've had so. people unfollow me because they're like, you tweet too much. <laughs> and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Stop tweeting so much. I know. You know, I'm if I have to see your asshole one more time. Oh. I swear to dog.